What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. I appreciate you. We have some tea today. But before we get into that tea, make sure you go ahead and follow me on social medias at That's So Dev on Twitter and Instagram. Today, we are back with another episode of our podcast series with mainly Mariah. It's pretty iconic, if you ask me. Now, we want to give a little trigger warning because we're going to be talking about some triggering topics. Y'all know how Star is, especially if, you know, those of you have watched the series. If not, go stream it. But it's going to be a little bit triggering. We're going to be talking about, you know, sexual assault. You know, we're going to be talking about gun violence and, you know, a lot of other things. So let's be mindful before we get into this tea. Go get you some tea. Go get you some wine. Let's relax and unwind. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev podcast. My name is Dev. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate you. We're back with another series collaboration. What's up, Mariah? What's up, Dev? Glad to be back again. I'm excited. We have a really good one this time. I'm so excited for today. Mm, What are we doing? Part two of the Star podcast. Hashtag save star. (sighs) Man, just I'm just refreshing myself on, you know, because obviously we said we were going to do part two once Mariah finished the series and I just, you know, rewatched it and we're feeling a lot, a I'm lot. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm honestly speechless because watching the show is it's like I've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. And to just see everything unfold again, it made me mad, first of all. Uh, but it made me fall in love with it all over again. Mariah's been streaming the music. I have, literally. I stream There For You, Yellow Tape, Imagination, Bossy I Bossy love TV. Yellow Tape. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll do. Oh, I can't even think of the other one that I listen. Okay, wait. You know what, guys? I'm pulling up Apple Music. I'm just gonna go tell you what I listen to. It's literally in my search engine. I have a whole playlist of it. I and literally then- like. I, I think the one song that, I can't seem to let go of, is, imagination. Like, I, and also make me feel. Those two songs yes. are like the pinnacle of the songs I listen to from them. <laughs> oh, the other one was I Bring Me. Yes. I love I Bring Me. I, I Bring Me is just a classic. It, it honestly is. It is a classic. But like those two, like whenever I'm going to pick out, you know, I can't, pick, you know, put all the songs in a playlist. So I have to pick specific ones. Those are the two main ones I go to. I love those songs. Uh, I, I listen to Bossy every day. Oh, yeah. Kiki Every ate that day. up. Mm-hmm. She ate and had no crumbs left. Unreal. And what I even love about it, because we were even talking about it, it's her song. Mm-hmm. I remember yep. picture sitting with Lee Daniels, and, and they didn't mention what she was doing. I was like, hmm, I bet you she's going to be a star. And I knew it. Oh when she popped God. out, I was like, yes. Kiki is always making moves, first of all. She's on everything talk show she's an artist she just hosted the vmas she dropped two eps she's about to drop an album she's in a new movie that's the same director as um i believe get out if i'm not mistaken so like and you know kiki's been famous since Akila and the bee she made 10 million when she was 10 years old hello she's been getting it since day one unreal so to see her on this show it heightened it even more for me Listen, the hard, okay, not the hardest part, but I'll say on my end to finish the series, like 
it was so hard. I'm not going to lie. I dragged it out for a few days. I went like four or five days and didn't watch it at all. You didn't want to finish it, did you? I didn't want to finish it because (laughs) I had been told for months about how, and and don't drag me for taking months to finish it, by the way. I have two kids and I work full time. I'm sorry. I just don't have the leisure. I'm not going to sit down and watch it if I'm not sitting down and watching it. Like, I'm not going to half-ass watch a TV show that I'm that into. Like, I need the time to sit She watches it when she has the time. Mm -hmm. Literally. You do. And what really got me was that I had been told forever, you know, about this cliffhanger. And, you know, me and Devin were talking, like, the night before, the night of. We watched the last two episodes back-to-back together. And when I tell you, the last three minutes of that episode of the finale... Y'all, I, I about shit myself. <laughs> it, it was I so intense. It. it was so intense. Like, I was told. I was forewarned. But <laughs> y'all, mm-hmm. I am traumatized. Truly. Traumatized. Truly. Unreal. Did us dirty. That's why, that's why I've always been saying from the beginning, you cannot trust fox tv shows you cannot do it i'm sorry unless it's a white cast i mean Mm -hmm. just saying you either got it's a white cast or it's a huge show like glee which predominantly Mm -hmm. were on the lighter side Mm -hmm. this was black content entirely entirely even from the white perspective (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes like this was not a white tv show this had flavor this had culture this had everything that you would want from that type of cast i mean it it served in all areas sonically creatively cast wise i mean look at the celebrities on this show dude unreal patty labelle brandy queen latifah like there's so many yeah yeah there's so many people that have been on the show gladys knight like it was unreal the show really paid tribute to just black culture the show was black it was crazy because like obviously the face of the show is a white girl right but hello it it was but yeah that draws you in a little bit right but then boom entire blackness of all representations of black you know straight heterosexual i'm binary you know mm-hmm. transgender yep, yep. there's a had, variety you had people like even bruce you know who not necessarily mm-hmm. didn't want surgery also identified still as a man just wanted to wear wigs and then cotton who was transgender it, it, it represented everyone and i honestly believe that that was a bit much for Fox, to be honest, besides the fact that the show was expensive, obviously, as we talked about in, the, in part one, you know, the music, you, the music videos every day, you know, that, like I said, the music, they have to record the music. So I understand where they probably were like, this is a bit expensive, but it wasn't like they weren't getting the views. But I also think it was too progressive. It was starting to get too progressive, you know, because Bruce started to become a, a, a major storyline. You know? Bruce was a character that I really like. I I had a good feeling that Miss Bruce was going to grow into from this side character. I mean, like even her and Lottie had that issue when she was doing, you know, the shady stuff in her salon, you know, and they came through that the butt injections. So they came through that, and I wasn't really sure at that point if Miss Bruce was going to be somebody who stuck around. But once the recovery came in the relationship, I knew Miss Bruce was going to be a main character at the end. And I was so glad to see it. I feel like that was their way of letting people know that this character is going to stick around. It showed you the redemption. You know what I'm saying? The character growth. The character growth. Yep. Yep. And it it was weird because when I first started watching the show, I didn't really think of Miss Bruce as anything super main. It's always just the side, you know? Mm Mm-hmm happened i was blindsided i was like wait a minute i'm seeing more of miss bruce that car is rude i'm doing a podcast (laughs) but uh, seeing miss bruce become a main storyline it i loved it 
you know. Well, she really stepped in whenever Lottie went to um, rehab. Not really rehab, took over. but whatever rejuvenation thing she'd went through. Mm-hmm. And um, crossed over in the music business. Literally. Like, I will say that, okay, I, y'all, I never watched an episode of Game of Thrones, and I never will. Drag me. I don't care. My Twitter Neither have I. Well, I've I watched care. a few episodes. It's cute. It's just, it was a lot for me to keep up with, girl. <laughs> I'll try again, like, but I don't know when. I have, I have never seen a single episode, and I'll say the controversy and the upset with Game of Thrones ending, this gave me the same vibes. Like, I could not. I, I, oh, my not, God. It is not sitting with me. Dude. That I will never know what happened. Like, that is not settling yes. well with my soul. It's like, okay, okay, it's funny that you say that because I remember, because you remember how distraught I was when the show ended. I yes. literally had tweeted at the time that Star had its Game of Thrones moment where really everybody off. Yes, I literally said that. Yeah. That's the funniest part. Oh, like, I even to this day, I still cannot process what happened. It's unreal to me that I have no idea who took Star's baby, even though my theory, my theory is that Noah's mom took Star's baby. That seems to be very clear. I mean, there's no way really that that gang knew to go to Star. You know, like, they weren't going to do that. That was Noah's mom. She pay attention to what she says specifically in the series. I've watched the series over about a billion times. In what she says to Noah, it makes perfect sense that this bitch would take her child. <laughs> yes. Like, 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 let's just go. Let's just, okay. I've got this pulled up on my phone. Let's just roll through who we lose. In just the last episode, okay? Is that oh, right wow. with you? Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, I'm scared. Obviously, there will be a trigger warning at the beginning of the video. We're going to talk about several triggering things, so forewarning here. Let's talk about Miss Ruby. <sighs> oh, I. You want to know what? When you, I think I've blocked that one out so hard that. I didn't think about you saying her name. I thought about everybody else. So much better. Oh, I'm. What what sucks the most is that she didn't make it to his funeral because the people who took advantage of her, you you know, the, the people who you know said person was associated with. Mm-hmm. Killed her, and then shot up her grandson's wedding. Yes. So not only do they have to recover from that, and you you know, after they recover from that and dealing with the whole situation, because that will have a lot of take in, they'll have to go home and find out Grandma Ruby has also been murdered. I literally what? have goosebumps up and down my body from what the lord's prayer that she rang out like oh my god i've not been that rattled in i don't know how long i told you i told you before we started the episode i don't want to hear it from the from the first second to the last second it is filled with action it's the it's, it, it's like the it's the best episode. It's the best episode. I'm sorry. It, it, it's the best episode. And it's like you had all this to go off of to continue. This this show should have been one that had like 10, 15, 12 seasons. Something. Mm-hmm. It deserved so much more. Not me popping cans. Child, oh. it it definitely did. I'm so like that's why I'm again. I'm gonna reiterate this. You cannot trust Fox TV shows because this is how you know all they care about is the money and the business aspect. They don't really care about the people that they suck in that you know give them the ratings to survive and eat. But lol. Anyway, um, it's just amazing to me how you can allow a show to just abruptly end with no closure after you've let all these people, millions of people invest their time, their energy, 
like energy like yes even physically because bitch people will be rushing home to get to you know what i'm saying to get to watch this tv show <laughs> so, hello we talked about it but i'm so glad that i was able to just binge it and not wait in between the episodes like that would have killed me that's not that's why back before streaming services i really didn't get into things like this much like i'm still new about like maintaining like tv shows we all know that i i I don't keep up with them very well that's because i don't like to wait i want to wait for it and then binge it and i know that's not the best way to do things but it's very convenient for me and something okay and something that just hit me too trigger warning miss ruby and derek have a very strong thing in common here they are both victims of sexual assault because of Olivia. Facts. Yep. Because of Olivia. I was not expecting that one bit. No, 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 no. I was not expecting that. That infuriated me. The moment I seen that bitch's stank ass face on that elevator, it was done for me. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. And, and, and I knew it was the last episode and I had to sit there and just process the fact that something really effed up was going to happen and I was not going to know how it worked out. Oh that, it, it, I, I, what's crazy is, okay, like, when I was watching it for the first time and I got to know her, like, at first, maybe, like, the first two episodes, I was like, oh, she's cute or whatever. And then maybe, like, the third episode that she was in, I was like, okay, What's her ulterior motive here? Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea that she wasn't the girl's sister. Like, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. None. But I knew something fishy was going on here. But, like... I think it the, clicked for Alex the moment she walked in that house yeah, with her. It did. It did. Because she was so blinded by all the grief she was going through. And the guilt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like... This show's not only packed with drama, this show is packed with, you know, a lot of traumatic things for these characters. And mental health comes up a lot. Like, you have addiction, you have mental health struggles, you have sexual assault, you have physical assault, domestic violence, murder. Like, there is so much. I mean, child abuse. I mean, look at Kiki's solo song after her auntie killed herself in the club. Like... Remembering her mama going and shooting up while she's in the alleyway and just trying to play. Like, that that just does something to me as a parent. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine that for my kids. Honestly. Really struck for me. That's also why, um, in my opinion, why uh, Gigi, which is Kiki, obviously, in character, but Gigi and Star didn't like each other because they were so alike. Yep. They were so similar. Literally in every single way. <laughs> uh, I, I I love the fact that they gave Gigi a background. I really yes. it brought a lot of context to her and it brought a lot of context just for her to freaking leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had some growth. Unreal. I just it, it constantly bringing me back to I wish there was another season because like come on you could have at least given us a wrap up season let the show wrap up yeah even if you cut the episodes in half I don't care wrap it up properly the fans deserve that we deserve we do like there it, it's it's unreal. The amount of frustration that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Until we get that movie. Like, until we get the movie. The movie's coming. Uh, look, I'm holding on to hope that that movie is coming. Because you want to know what? No one has said no. No one has said no. Lee Daniel said, you know, the movie was going to happen. No one has said no. So I believe two years, three years. Yeah, but I don't because of the fact that it's not going to be something that goes into theaters. I truly believe it's going to happen. The the fans of the show are just as passionate about it now as they were then. 
Like I see tweets and stuff trending about Star all the time. Super viral. Literally, literally. Like I will scroll through my timeline and you know, obviously I've, you know, been more selective into it on my social media because I'm just now becoming interested. But there are still people actively tweeting about this show two, three years later after it's just abruptly canceled. Like every single day. Dude. Every day. Like I said in the first podcast, even when it got canceled, I'm keeping okay. POV, me just watching Star Monday, my business in the midst of the season ending. And I just watched the season finale, had no idea the show was going to get canceled. They did not announce the renewal, right? So, going on about my business on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Next thing I know, a an article gets published. And that's not only how we canceled that's how the cast found out that they were canceled through a freak are you kidding me <laughs> are you kidding me that's a joke like that's weird that's, that's disrespectful i mean look i know at the end of the day the artists I mean, you know the actors and whatnot are like that's just business because that is just business but that's shitty you could let these people the same thing actually happened because i remember um the creator of pretty little liars they created you know a couple of shows after Pretty Little Lies in it. The spinoff Pretty Little Lies, The Perfectionist, and then Famous in Love, which had Bella Thorne as lead and a couple other, a lot of known people actually. Famous in Love is actually top. I, I think it's one of the top tier new shows of that time. And it should have lasted longer, but it, I begin to realize that, what was I saying? <laughs> We're beginning to realize. <laughs> I don't remember what I was saying. I know. What was I saying? Oh my god! I was too busy that digging for a gummy worm. I know. I only. What was I saying? Child. So when it was canceled. Oh no! I was. I was talking about something along the lines of. What was it? It was famous in love and pretty little liars. Mm-hmm. She, she did the spinoff and what was I going to say along the lines? Girl, I don't know. I wish I could crawl in your mind and find out because you'd be doing, you'd be on the most. I know. I really do. It's been a long day. Now, now, something that really rattled me from the finale was Cassie. Her growth? Oh. The growth. The growth. It was her heroic moment. It, it was. I mean, she took everything from Lottie. And then redeemed herself in the best way possible. She was really trying to do it right. And, you know, the whole thing with, you know, Lottie and the stepdad. Cassie said she was going to take care of it, and she did. That that was her her, whole character redemption. My whole Literally. I I don't know. I was like, are they trying to get rid of it? Do you think she died? That's that's ultimately what I was thinking. Do you think she died? I don't know. I, I don't want her to, but at that point, I mean, we lost Cassie. We lost Mateo, which is not really the end of the world for me, honestly. It's not, but it was unexpected. Yes. Like, I, that was the last person I expected to see. And then after um, the struggle for Simone to get Angel back in the country for him to die. Especially after them not being on the best of terms because of everything going on with um, them being harassed, you know, and then he gets shot at a nightclub. Do you think he dies? I think, I think Angel will. I really do. I think Simone is one of those characters where we see, you know, like we talked in the last podcast, stream it by the way, we talked in the last podcast about how she goes from this actual child to this grown ass woman. I feel like she's one of these characters that's gonna have to do a loop and discover <gasps> herself on her own. Yes. Oh my God. I'm thinking about it because let's not let it be the typical way of, oh, she gets a divorce from him because that would be so typical. Everyone expects them to get a divorce. Yep. She, she's not gonna wow. get that happily ever after right away. She's not. Same way Star didn't. This is true, but I also think that they're really because you see before Angel comes back, they kind of tease the um 
the idea of Simone really stand, you know, true to herself because you know she, she likes girls too, but she seems to lean more to girls than guys. But like, you know, Angel comes back and then you start She's to infatuated see, again. Yeah, it's almost like in a way, it's almost as if they're using it as to get viewers right now to set something bigger up. Exactly. Exactly. Because he's not it's vital crazy. to the storyline. He's not. I mean, in the beginning, he was a rival. And then... He, and, and then now... Okay. To veer off a little bit, what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Great. Wow. Unreal. Okay. <laughs> Unreal. I'm so upset. I'm so pranked. I'm so pissed. I'm so fucking pissed. I cannot believe. I cannot believe that you, I know, are pressed. I'm about to go on a tweeting spree about you later. Believe that. Oh I cannot god. believe that you would rope me into this shit. <laughs> Oh my god, I have oh not god, going so on sorry. without grieving over characters that don't exist. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? I have to deal with Glaze Anatomy. I can't Law breathe. and Order Stop. and Star. <laughs> oh. The thing is, it's like, it's so, oh. it's so good. The it's show so good. is so good. But the way that it ends, it's so <laughs> disrespectful. Like, like oh we were on the phone watching the last two episodes together because we streamed almost all of it together. Our schedules are hectic, so like I would pick up when I could to like get caught up. But like, <laughs> bruh, y'all would would. <laughs> <laughs> When this episode ended, it was silent. I just turned the fucking TV off. And I was like, oh my God. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And we hung up. I had to go I hate it here. It. I couldn't do it. It's so funny It's just to just see you go through. Because I'm going through it again. And to see you go through it is so funny. Because at the time, I wish I could have blamed it on somebody else. <laughs> oh my god, you you were you were miserable because of your own choices. That was your own damn fault. Uh, I was listening to this because I was yes. I'm like, okay, this motherfucker decided to you know FaceTime me and be like, oh my god, um, I found a show a long time ago. I remember you talking about it with together like years ago. How it, you know, it resembles the story of Fifth Harmony, and they have really good music on there. And I think you should watch a couple of these snippets on YouTube. So we watch them, Ooh. and I fall in love with it. Ooh. And I fall in love with it because this man could just not let me be. What's the hype? This is something light. Yes, it's tight, but it doesn't bite. Ooh, rip it right. That's literally my ringtone. He'd be like. He liked that. Yikes. Stream Fifth Harmony. But no, that's what drew me in. Because, a reminder, my mom watched the show at first. And then she referred me. But, you Okay, know, Irene, I'm coming for you next. <laughs> she, uh, she has referred me to so many shows. Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get It With Murder. Like, she has referred me to the best shows. A lot of my founding shows came from my mom. Like, oh my god, like, it, my mom's a writer. She's an author, so she knows good TV shows. Mm -hmm. So that's where I get them all from. But like when she told me about Star, what drew me in was that it really was resembling the Fifth Harmony experience, you know, especially with the mixed harmony tees. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That wasn't then, a coincidence. Exactly. And the dynamic of the group and then how the foursome became a threesome because, you know, they wanted that uh, Latina flavor. You know what I mean? That's hot right now. They want the Despacito. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't love it when you call me Senorita. Oh, my God. When Maurice said, when Maurice was talking about Camila and then Ryan Destiny was like, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Normani. 
no, oh, no, no, no. <sighs> look, look, that is not hate towards the girl, okay? Relax. It was a joke that they said on the show. If you were upset, take it up with Lee Daniels. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. To regroup, I want to talk about Star as an individual for a second. Girl. When that baby came out black, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was like, you want to know what? <laughs> That's the most star thing that has ever happened. That has actually shocked. Me. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not like, surprised because it's star, but like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, they had brought. They had what Hunter? That's his name, right? Hunter. Um, are you talking about new white boy? Yeah, the most recent one. That's Hunter Jackson. Oh, Hunter's the one that's dead. My bad. Yeah. That's how irrelevant that that this man is to me, okay? (laughs) Jackson. Okay. Honest to God, Bim, it it was another one of those moments where it was just too good to be true. For her to have the baby, settle down, Mm -hmm. get married have this nice life, and really the only problematic thing she had in that relationship was his mom. Yeah. That was it. They were were living together. They were were good. They were good. She got them a place to raise this baby, and he went through this whole relationship thinking this baby belonged to him. And like, now, y'all, my daughter is also biracial. She's a little black girl. I also have a younger daughter who is um, half Croatian. So I have two biracial babies. And it really hit for me. I was like, dang, I have been a single mom of a black child. And I know exactly what she's going through right now. That fear for your kid, not knowing what the future holds for them. Like that hit me so hard. And like Devin saw it in my face when like the next episode occurred. Because we missed watching the birth together because I didn't know she was going to labor. And I was just trying to catch up. But then the next episode, whenever, like, she's in the hospital and um, crazy psycho bitch comes in and Star winds up going to jail. What the actual fuck was that? Okay. Um, and, then the, and then Devin lies to me and tells me that Star's in jail the rest of the season. I was so mad. I was so mad. because <laughs> Oh, my God. I was so mad. Let me tell you, that fight scene in the jail i felt that when her face rocked off that fucking yep. toilet dude yep. i have never yep. jumped so hard out of my yep. skin it was brutal brutal they had to make it so intense that she ended up in the hospital for a prolonged period of time because let's remember also mm-hmm. jude was actually pregnant so they mm-hmm. allowed her to still work while she was pregnant have her baby and all that so you know during the beginning of the season she's pregnant and then when star has the actual baby that's when she has had the actual baby they started filming after that mm-hmm. so while she's in jail and then while she's also in the hospital that's all the time they're allowing her to recover from her pregnancy you know what i'm saying until she comes back at the end where she's had you know a good amount of time that she felt was good so they had to adjust the storyline and I know, you know obviously a lot of people were upset about it, but I'm looking at it from a different perspective where we've gotten to see other characters and I guess with more depth. And I thought I think that's really great. Even, you know, where Gigi stepped in for the group, you know, like mm-hmm. we get this, we got to see different that. dynamics that season while Star was gone, you know, but we still get to see Star. Exactly. And, you know, the fact that they adjusted the storyline to fit her personal life was really awesome to me because like right. whenever a pre- whenever a character usually gets pregnant or something they like send them off for a while and then bring them back like it's not part of the storyline like there's something that happens where they're no longer there or they kill the character off well, or they she just starts. don't come back <laughs> exactly exactly like at any point it could have been something totally different like at any point it could have been something totally different and instead yep. they embraced the fact that hey our main character also has a personal life Let's just drag this into the bullshit we've already got going on with this poor girl in the show. <laughs> like well, she also, such a break. Um for Riverdale, I know you haven't watched Riverdale. For those who have watched Riverdale, you know what that um there's a character on the show named Tony 
She is biracial. She is also lesbian, but she is pregnant. But she's really pregnant in real life. But they wrote it into the story, you know, after a, you know, what was it, seven year time jump after high school where she was pregnant and she's having the babies of her best friend who is also gay living with someone she went to high school with that she was kind of close to. So it was nice how, you know, they wrote her into the story, but also made it to where it's a comfortable storyline. You know, it's not forced and started the same thing. I think they did a very good job of adjusting that schedule to her pregnancy, you know? Agreed. Because not only do they line up her getting pregnant with her experience on the actual show, they they also made sure that it did not work out for any of us. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. I'm going to be salty this whole podcast. I'm sorry. I'm so pissed. I can't. Like, would I? Okay. The last thing I'm going to bring up here, just to kind of reflect through the finale when they all leave the nightclub to go home and Davis is gone, my heart dropped to my ass. I could not believe it. They literally squashed that beef, Noah, and Star literally squashed that beef right the fuck there and was like, we almost died. We need to get home to our son. We've got to do this the right way. And then, boom, gone, ghosted. I don't, I'm never going to know what happens to that baby unless oh. they do this movie. I'm never going to know what happens oh. to that baby. And we know exactly who took him, but we don't know where he is or what's going on. It's it, it, it's it's Noah's mom. I'm, I'm telling you, it is Noah's, Noah's mom. mom. And to be honest, yeah, I think that, you know, okay, so the conclusion, obviously Jackson's not dead. He's just knocked out. Noah's mom has the baby. Angel is dead. Mateo is dead. Honestly, all of them could be dead. All I, of them I don't want to believe Cassie's dead. I don't want to believe it either. But I don't know if Lottie could take it. Let's, but let's remember also. Let's remember also. Kyle, when he uh, stopped becoming, you know, a part of the show where growth was, I guess, inevitable. They cut him off. If your character's not moving forward, you know, or contributing much to the storyline they're going to take you out i mean prime example Grey's anatomy with april and arizona mm-hmm. they felt their characters were going nowhere so i think for cassie you know i mean all that all that was left was the club she got to what manage rashad for a little bit but what the fuck don't don't know do oh. not get me there oh yeah because we haven't talked about rashad there. Thing off the call. We've not talked about Rashad. <clears throat> yeah, for obvious reasons, probably. Oh my God. Okay. I literally called it as soon. Okay, and God forgive me. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell him the comment. I'm gonna tell him the comment I made <laughs> whenever we found out who Rashad was. The lottie. <sighs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna save it. I, so. Uh... Okay. Whenever she started to ask about like the age and like you know it was her son, she started to figure out like the time frame of everything, the fact that he was right there and she go like, "Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't believe that she embraced it in the way that she did." I expected something totally different. I was not expecting her to embrace him as her son. I really wasn't. Like, as much as she was grieving the trauma of who Rashad was to her as her son, I also know that she took that moment and was like, this boy grew up not knowing who I was to him, but I watched him grow up. That had to resonate with that character. Unreal. I agree. And what like it reminds me so much of referring back to Grey's Anatomy again because the Grey's Anatomy sexual assault episode, like it was the moment where 
you know, where he touched her and she had that, you know, kind of a aggressive reaction because it was like her father touching her when she looks at him. It's a very triggering thing to look at him. And, mm-hmm. you know, with Grey's Anatomy, where Joe tried to touch her mom and her mom jumped, you know? So, like, these are mm-hmm. real portrayals of, you know, these actual experiences. And to see that hurts. It does. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. Because, like, how could you not? But it's like, I understand how you could not. You you, you understand. You can see both sides of that. You can yeah. see the pain of the child longing for that closure. And you can also see the pain of that parent. It's like not being able to handle yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, because it's like, how could you explain that to the child? But I mean, in this mm-hmm. case, yes, he already knew because she told him before she knew who he was. But in a real situation, it's also kind of like, how could you explain that to a child? Like, that's crazy to me. You have children. I have no idea. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. I could not imagine having to explain sexual assault to my children. Like, let alone explaining it, you know, for myself. But like, it, I, it's unreal. It's unreal to me. I mean, and to even kind of branch off, you know, you keep referring to Grey's Anatomy, but I'll refer to one of my favorite shows of all time, which is Law and Order SVU. Olivia Benson is the daughter of rape. She's involved with rape. Olivia Benson. I wonder if that's Ashley Benson's sister. I think it is. (laughs) I think. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying shut the hell up because, like, I might be right or because, like, I'm having a really bad moment right now? You are having the blondest moment of all time. Her name is Mariska Hardigay. Oh. Her character is Olivia Benson. You know, I totally <laughs> knew that. You know, it, it was it the test, obviously. Sure it was. Uh, anyway. That, that's that's kind of what I go to. You know, like, you have, you have so many people in media and in entertainment that, you know, these producers are branching out and they're going right for your heartstrings. They're going right for where it hurts to hook your ass in. And there's millions of people across the world that can relate to these exact situations. And it's, it's unreal. I mean, it's hard to grasp. It is, but at the same time, I feel in a lot of cases, especially like Grey's Anatomy and I even think with Law and Order, a lot, a lot of the time, majority of the time, I feel like they're telling stories that need to be told. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like every story really has a purpose. And yes, they use the dramatics. It's a TV show. It's going to happen. But they're real experiences. You know, I, I know like even I know for Law and Order for a fact and also Grey's like before they portray a situation, they get people who are professionals in this situation to make sure they're being as careful as possible. So, you know what I'm saying? I think there's, I mean, it is a lot to grasp for sure, but also I think, wow, way to use your platform, you know? Exactly. And, and think too, think about how in a lot of these traumatic situations that we see in these TV shows, movies, online, whatever, think about how many of those, actors are recreating scenes that could very well be their own trauma this is true like think about that think about going through think about like your one of your moments in your life where you've experienced a trauma and then imagine being and having a platform where your career is based on an air, a, a time where you may have to recreate that based off whatever okay. content you're involved with. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm so glad that you say say said. I'm so glad that you said something about that. <coughs> Ciao. But it unlocked the memory. Um, I remember specifically Michael B. Jordan talking about his role in Black Panther, and mm-hmm. he specifically said that you know it 
took a big toll on him to get in character with who his character was. He had to properly portray this character. So he put himself so into the character, which is so perfectly portrayed, but it took so much of a toll on him that it put him in a depression. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. he became that person. So like also at the same time, like I wonder how many people have, been so dedicated to a role that they became that role as well which in a way can be traumatizing you know what i'm saying i mean i'll tell you i'll tell you one right now that does that jim carrey this is true i i'm i'm trying to find it right now online um he portrayed a character where he was so into the role and I'm going to find the character, but he portrayed this character in such an insane way that he would actually not remember not being that character. Like he was in psychotherapy to get himself out of his connection with this character. He would come into, he would come onto the set and be this character full blown every response every interaction and even at home like he lived on set in one of the trailers during the filming of this show or of this movie and was so lost in it he had to be dragged back to his own self crazy it's crazy but because like in a way like i do understand how that can happen because yourself like in a certain situation like if you put yourself in a situation where you are like let's say if you're portraying someone who's depressed and isolated if you isolate yourself you know and you recreate these moments that you know in a way lead up to this would cause of course you would actually go through that in a way of course you would become that you know what i'm saying exactly and i just found it it was um, Andy Kaufman, who, um, he, it was the, the, the movie Man on the Moon, came out in 99. He actually uh. became Andy Kaufman for four months. And even Jim Carrey himself said that it was literally psychotic. Like, it was literally psychotic the way he did it. Like, he literally would mix the character of Tony, Co- or not Tony Kaufman, um, Andy Kaufman and his alter ego, Tony Clifton. He mixed those together and create like he did not break character for four months at any given time. Wow, that is insane to think yep. about. It makes me think about the um, victorious episode actually, where you remember the entire time Taco had said that they couldn't break character for like a certain amount of time, and. Mm-hmm. I remember because Tori was dressed up as a cop and she had to stay in line. It, it, it was hilarious, but it now makes me think like, wow, that's actually something that people may do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. stay in character for a certain amount of time that you become that character. And I remember seeing, dang, I have to cough again, but I'm not going to. Um, I remember seeing like, okay, so <laughs> obviously you watch the Fosters and you know what Good Trouble is now. It's a spinoff of the Fosters with Callie and Mariana and old Mariah does not almost say Madison, but Mariah doesn't watch it like that. But Kelly and Mariana, they had an, they were talking about how they become their characters because, like I said, they, you know, the Fosters ran for I don't know how many seasons I would say was it five six maybe, but for what about six years you played this character to go into a spinoff of the same show for how many years now three going on four maybe so for the last decade you have been this character you have become this character you know what i'm saying the fosters ran from june 3rd 13 to june 6th 2018 and had 104 episodes whoa whoa and then go into a spinoff after that of the same which show. was which was which show? Good Trouble. 
when I, when did that start? So it that had to have start maybe 2018, I want to say. Good Trouble started in okay. I lost it. I will say though, just to kind of branch off of what you said, um, talking about you know people getting infatuated with their characters and these actors really having to dive in. Think about how upset and pressed we are with these TV shows when we become infatuated. Imagine being the one delivering the content. Could you? I, uh, mean, I mean, you don't know obviously but like also when they're acting you don't know what they're going through if this is their personal situation exactly like you don't know if whatever we're receiving from whatever content we're watching is something that reflects this actual person's life or something that maybe they haven't experienced maybe something that someone they love has experienced by the way um, Good Trouble debuted January 8th, 19. Three seasons, 41 episodes. Damn. 2019? Mm-hmm. Okay, so probably less than a year after the original series ended. Yep, it was June of 2018 it ended, so six months later there was the spinoff. Wow. That means that was in the work for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and I feel like one of the main characters that really dove in further than anybody else, in my opinion, was Alex. I feel like Alex embraced her role in a way where she was consistent the entire time. Her demeanor changed and her character had growth But at the end of the day, she was consistent in what she did. I agree. I want to also say that I think I think the also the same thing for this for Simone, you mean, because I feel like for everybody, we we obviously, like I said, in the part known who star was from the jump, there was no hiding it. She didn't hide it. She didn't care. But for mm-hmm. the rest of them, we got to actively see their growth happen right in front of us. But for Star, it took a little bit of a time. So, like, around season three, we're starting to see her growth. You know what I mean? We're starting to see them, you know, really break this character down and build her back up. But we really didn't get to see all that happen, unfortunately. I'm so sick. Don't bring it up. Oh, Listen. This this show has been one of the most iconic things I have ever seen in my entire life. Nothing has hooked me in the way that this has since Grey's Anatomy and Orange is the New Black. No, nothing has made me this this I nothing has made me this mad in so long. Like it it is going to be a day. It is going to be a day if this is ever renewed or we get a movie like it 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 will it will top off everything it, it, I, it's just it for me i believe it will come back in some form whatever form that is i do believe it will come back but it's just a matter of time now we'll see what happens but i don't know this show is just it it's up there like for me personally riverdale from season 1 to potentially at some periods season five um those are my top shows and stars in there i can watch the show on repeat it's like i like literally it's like you've never seen it before it's all like exactly and something i wanted to, to tell you in the beginning was for me it was all fresh but I couldn't imagine for you going through a second time and picking up on things you missed the first time. Like, yeah, that's oh, what I said. Like it's clicking. I did a billion times, and that's why I even said when it comes down to, you know, Cassie, I literally, like, not Cassie, but Noah's mom, I literally can tell that she's going to take that baby 
based on how she was talking with Noah, especially when mm-hmm. he's in the dressing room and he gets served about mm-hmm. how she's not going to let nothing take the baby no matter what. Like, yes. His mom I mean, in a ways demented. Shocker or no? Oh my God, she's off her freaking rocker, dog. Like, and especially his his dad being with Miss Bruce. Love that. Love that. Literally <laughs> love that. His dad, to to see him go from literally hating his dad and his dad going from being homeless to being one of his main supporters, I loved to see that. But wait, but, now, wait, but also the fact that his dad, you know, having a moment with his mom where he owns up to how he deprived his son of a relationship and how he the way he treated his son because of how he treated himself you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. how he suppressed who he was and took all his anger out and everything out on his son and on the wrong ways of and because you know him being a gay black man he was teaching him the only way that society was telling him how a man is supposed to be so I love the fact that they really got into depth about because look, it's not often that you see that dynamic of a gay father, a gay black father, and then mm-hmm. a straight black son. It's, you don't see that often. Nope. It's usually the other way around. Oh, at all. You don't see that at all. What the hell? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. Literally. Me either. And then like to see how they tied it in where Mr. Bruce knew his and then now they're, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. Like, wow. Like, Star, it's like they carefully curated this show, even though they had moments like, you know. Uh, isn't it ironic, though? Like, sorry to go off track, but isn't it ironic how, you know, they kind of tied up loose ends with Hyle and Angel? Like, at one point, they were so uh, vulnerable, and then the next point, they were just, like, side subjects. God. Yeah. It was, it's, this is one of those shows that does remind me of like Grey's Anatomy because Grey's Anatomy is one of those ones where you you have to go back and watch it over and over and over again because so much happens as you're watching it. And like, this is what I was meaning when I was talking to you about what you had mentioned before. You're watching it and you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize that was how this went down. You know what I mean? Like you knew it, but like experiencing that all over again, it refreshes it as you go through the rest of the show and through the rest of the seasons like like it's one of those shows where so much is going on i don't know how i'm still shocked when it happens like i did i I knew what i was i I, no I'm, i'm not lying i am lying actually i knew what i was getting myself into but i did but you didn't but i didn't know you didn't i didn't know There's no way you could know because when you think you shouldn't be shocked, you shouldn't. But it's the level of shock that you are that catches you off guard. Because because it's not just the it's not just the character's problem. Like everything is connected, like you were saying. So because this one thing happened, it snowballs into this next thing, and then it snowballs into the next thing, and the next thing, and then it starts all over at the beginning because the next person's going through their shit and then it continuously snowballs to where it, it that one thing will be mentioned for almost every single character. Like, it will affect everybody. It's like they have their individual stories and their own individual bullshit, but at the end of the day, everything tied together. Like, linking back to Cassie. She's trying to let go of, you know, the life that she was living, wound up getting caught in sun kidnapped because of freaking Xander. You know, like, even though it was her problem, it affected everybody. <coughs> everybody. Do I got COVID? No, yeah, I don't have COVID. I'm back there. But it did affect Same. everybody. I mean, everything that, at majority of Cassie's decision have affected everybody. And she didn't realize it until, you know, the last moment when, you know, she found out that Xander wasn't necessarily or potentially dead. That shook me. Because as soon as, oh, you know what? I can't even go there. I thought Xander was dead. I fell for it. I really did. I really, I really was a dumb bitch there and thought he was dead. But it I should have known he wouldn't have had the balls to kill himself. No. The show's good at cliffhangers, but also at the same time, the whole. We know what's he- going on. Look, the red herring 
threatened her. She ended up shooting their mom. Unreal. <laughs> like, that was one of those things where I was like, are you freaking kidding me? She was so excited waiting to see what was going to happen. And I, and I fed into it. A lot of the times I was just like, God, this is going to happen. Or I acted, you know, the opposite way of what was going to happen. And she was just like, yep. kidding me? This motherfucker <laughs> just sitting over there sipping his wine, mm-hmm. minding his business, like, going, mm-hmm. shut the hell up. Bye, G. It, it, it's, oh. it's amazing to see your reaction to it because... I live tweeted the the thrill. That's what you also miss when you don't watch the show live. The live tweeting to watch the watching it with everybody, seeing everybody's reaction, everybody having the conversation about Mm -hmm. it at the same time. Like that's the best part. And the show, there was so much to talk about. There was, like I said, the music releases on Mondays, and then the show would air on Wednesdays, and then like crazy stuff, dude. Like for Empire. Things when Empire started was a tr- the transition from the physical era into the streaming era was coming along. So when Empire released, you know, EPs and stuff, they had some Billboard Hot 100 debuts and whatnot, and then you know they had EPs released where they charted pretty high on you know. But when it came to Star, they released an EP, one full EP at first, and then you know that EP did cute. But it was during the streaming era where it was a tell song. So while the music was good, it didn't do as good necessarily commercially. And I feel like that also, in a way, affected how the network looked at the show because the show didn't provide necessarily the commercial success that Empire had because they were in completely different eras when they debuted. You know what I'm saying? That actually does make a lot of sense because Empire is actually what I'm starting next week. So eventually I'm sure you'll hear about all my trauma from Empire because scandals after that. Oh my God. There's a lot of trauma. Don't drag to me that. for being so behind. Oh, but on track now. But you know, these are old shows. These are comfort shows. And, you know, maybe a little teaser there for something we've got coming. Everybody's got a good comfort show. They do. We all appreciate comfort shows. How about we give you a little test? How about you write down your top three comfort shows, right? And then not something that just plays in the background while you sleep. Something that you actually watch that you would enjoy and could start anywhere and know exactly the plot and what's going on. Or maybe because, you know, I will put on, I mean, whether I'm paying attention or whether I'm falling asleep or whether, you know, any event going on, I will stream Harry Potter. So that in a way that could be comfort because sometimes you may put something on as you're going to sleep and that brings you comfort in order to go to sleep. You might, you like for me, I put on Harry Potter and maybe like go to something like that where it's dark and rainy. Like I like that vibe as I'm going to sleep. So you know what I'm saying? There'd be different types of TV shows or movies or whatever that may bring you comfort. So how about you right now? Your top three comfort TV shows and save it for our podcast next week and come back and chat with us about your favorite comfort TV shows. What do you think about that, Mariah? I think that that's very doable. Period. And I think that there's going to be a lot to unpack. There will, for sure, for sure. Um, we're obviously going to come back with what? We're going to come back with more than three. I mean, we're personally are because we're going to talk about it for a whole podcast, probably like five. But for y'all, get your top probably. three and come back and chat with us. But all right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We have gone on way longer than we should have. But, you know, once we get talking, we can't stop, right? I mean, it's star. I mean, this is an endless conversation. It's kind of the same thing, you know, going back to Grays. It's an endless conversation because so much has been packed in there, you know. So um, thank you for having me. This was iconic as always. This has been so much fun. Um, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking pissed. I hate it. Uh, I'll probably rewatch it again in like a month <laughs> just to torture myself. So pray for your girl out here. 
hey, it is what it is. We have been there, especially, you know, obviously those who are listening right now. And who knows? I'm probably going to <laughs> I restart the series like every other month, to be quite honest. Maybe every I'm three weeks, I want to say. No, to be quite honest, if I'm doing a couple of episodes, you know what I'm saying? But, or you're streaming the music. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always streaming the music. It's in all my playlists. Same. But, Same. you know, I mean, it's the end of our star era. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just like, dang, that's pretty sad. Like, there's, 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 there's no further. <laughs> you There's know? nowhere to go from here, so <clears throat> tune in for part three when Lee Jeffries gets his shit together. Girl, that may be never, but keep holding on to hope, and maybe it might happen, y'all. All right, so <laughs> we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Make sure you go follow us on socials. Do not follow Mariah on Instagram. She will deny you. Please Sign go follow five. her. Stream Demi Lovato, but also go follow Mariah at mainly Mariah underscore on Twitter. Go follow me at That's So Dev on Instagram as well as Twitter. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was great. Can't wait to be back again soon. Pleasure as usual. Again, thank y'all so much. We gonna hop out this bitch and please Thanks. stream star. Like the lady said. Big. Okay.